And believe it or not, it is another Sunday night. This is Sam off the doll. Across from me, I have my one of my best friends, if not the best friend, Mr. Mark Lukey. Our other best friend, good buddy, Steve Struzinski, is still floating across the ocean on a beautiful cruise, probably looking at the balcony, um, sending... Mark and I, anytime he gets a Wi-Fi signal, pictures and videos, it's a beautiful day. I'm sure it's beautiful down there. I have a feeling uh, when he gets into decent like uh, coverage or whatever, we're going to just get bombarded. Oh, yeah. Because... Like I won't hear anything from him for like five days, and then I'll get like forty-five pictures instantly. And then he follows it up with, "I'll send more once I get Wi-Fi." Yeah, and then I try to ask a question or something, and it's cut out. Yeah. So I wonder if he's going to have like a ten thousand dollar like phone bill because he doesn't realize that international rates apply, if you will. Strew will probably get a little taste of what we experience from him, where he's just going to get a bunch of texts and random order, (laughs) (laughs) and it's up for him to decipher. But no, it's going to be good, man. What a beautiful day it is, man! It's unbelievable. You know, it just it's it suddenly turned. I I I highly doubt we're going to get another cold snap, and I shouldn't say that to totally jinx myself. But it just started snowing. I know. I'm getting evil looks from Brandon over there. (laughs) Brandon, good job on the Homegrown Show. By the way, it was like a super show. There was like. Was Thank this you. like a, a planned super show of 10,000 artists? and Just pack them in there. You know, I like awesome. a full house. But that was Connie Lee, who she comes yeah, on I after her uh, voice. Bob Outdoors every week. So, yeah, it was fun. You know, you know what's funny, uh, Brandon, is I feel like you're on the verge of a breakthrough in your career. I think <laughs> really? you've gotten homegrown, just blowing up. Bob FM's probably going to move you into a more popular spot. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, you do great, man. Honestly, we Thanks. I love listening to the Homegrown Show. I know Strew and Diana are probably your two biggest fans. So, and we appreciate everything you do. You're Thank the fourth you. outdoorsman. I love you guys. It's I a, love you, man. It's fun being part of if, this show. If we had MySpace, you would be top five. Wow, cool. Yeah, That's I an said honor. it. I said it. That's maybe an honor. top ten. No, top five. I'll take top ten's fine. Uh, MySpace. <laughs> He's too young for that. Well, I actually, had MySpace for sure. Did you? Oh, yeah. You didn't have MySpace. Luke, you're just like the same age. What year yeah, were you? Yeah, you born? just said he's too young for that, and I'm younger than thinking, both of you by like ten years. <laughs> I was thinking of you when I said that. <laughs> oh. I know that Brandon and I are. I'm, I was born in 1980, so I'm 80, 41. Yep. 80 baby. Um, but you had. I mean, I had. I had a MySpace. I had. So you must have been like in high high school or something then. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember when I first started dating my wife. We got married in 2008. Yay for me for remembering that. <laughs> I remember debating with her saying how much better MySpace was than Facebook. It was better. It was back in the day. It I was, liked that you could like make your page. Yeah, you, you could, could customize your background. Yeah, you, you could, could bling a, it out. You yeah. could have music play when people would go to your page, yep. like a song would start up. Do you remember what song you had on your MySpace page? I changed it all the time because I like to keep oh. things current. Yeah, but, you know, uh, yeah. Brandon, of course, would mix it up. He'd have a he would have a Monday through Saturday. It song. was a lot of jars of clay, though, at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. I understand. I definitely had MySpace. You could, like you said, you could your you had your profile picture, and then like you could have the whole like back screen as a special. Yeah, and I remember I had the Duke's basketball court. Why? I don't know. I love JJ. Just because he loved Duke. Yeah, I used to love. <laughs> that dates it right there. Yeah, I love JJ Reddick. He's been out of the NBA for ten years or yeah, something. Exactly. Mine was all guitar themes and stuff, but <laughs> oh, it was yeah. fun. You Legit. could really personalize. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh well. Anyway. What are you gonna do? I miss Tom. He wasn't in your business. He never banned. He didn't people. track he you. Didn't, yeah, he, didn't he didn't ban censor people. information. Yeah. He was a good man, and we took him but for granted. But he was everyone's we friend. He was we did everyone's take friend. him for granted. We did. I used to always think it was creepy, his little white T-shirt looking back profile <laughs> Never <changed> picture. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I digress, right? Oh, yeah. well. Do you, uh, with this beautiful weather, you've been able to get outside? And- 
Yeah, so I went fishing probably for the last time on White Bear Lake last, uh, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. Went out for a while. It was strange. It's <clears throat> it's an awkward feeling when you're walking out on the ice and there's about two inches of water on top of the ice. Yeah, not not for me. So, I mean, there was a ton of ice still. I wasn't worried, you know, for my safety, but you're walking and you're pulling your sled and it's like literally floating Ugh. as you're walking <laughs> as you're walking I, through. I saw a video of I think it was I don't know what you, it was a big lake in northern Minnesota where they were pulling ice houses off and they had yeah. to plow down. Oh, I saw to that too. Water. That was Lake of the Woods. And it was what? Twelve inches of water. Yeah, that went uh did you see that on TikTok? Um that kind of went viral for a while. They were maybe. pulling a fish house and was plowing like three feet of water. It was insane. I yeah. like that you could take a boat ice fishing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. But you'd also have to bring an auger, which would really throw it off. Like <laughs> you have to take the boat and then still drill through the ice under the water. Reminder yeah. uh for anyone pan fishing to go get a new license. I did, did that I did that and, and while I was at it I bought a three year license. No kidding. Which is cool that they have that option because I don't know. It's not like I'm never not going to buy a fishing license. Yeah, I think I don't know who I said this to. Maybe you were around. Hmm. I, I said I don't know. I said this maybe a f- few weeks ago that we were really stupid for not buying a lifetime fishing when we were younger. Yeah, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't know about it until the last couple of years. Yeah. I really should buy it for my kids right yeah, now. Yeah, you should. It's going to keep going up. I keep telling my dad he should do that for like Christmas or something. Yeah, like because that's a lasting thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Because when you're older. And then you can think back and think, oh, my grandpa got me that lifetime license. So you're 41. Yeah. You started fishing, having to buy a license when you were 16. Uh, Yeah. So or is it 12? I don't, it was in Wisconsin, oh, I think, I think so I don't know what the Oh, Wisconsin, were you probably didn't have to buy one. No. No, you didn't. <laughs> as long was, as your parents went. It was a handshake. Yeah. No. So 16 minus 41, that's 21 years. So 21 years times the average. 25. 25 bucks. So you're already that's at $525. Yeah, I guess that's how twenty five for, but yeah, it's it's worth it either way for a kid. I can you buy it as an adult? Yeah, oh yeah, you you still can. can. You can you can you can buy a lifetime angling, lifetime hunting. Um, what else can you do? Lifetime small game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, and that's such a good idea for gifts. You know, for kids, like all grandpas or parents yeah that's a great gift do it yeah that i should do it but yeah sure. good reminder for people to buy the new uh 2022 mm-hmm. uh to 2023 fishing season so yeah things are melting um not not any people in the metro driving thank goodness be careful everybody you hear that every year just like the beginning of the year people yeah tend to do stupid things and the problem is next to the shorelines um you know that's where it starts receding so luckily it's usually not super deep there but be careful. I'm. I'm think I'm ready to pack up the stuff. I, I look at my. By the end of the ice fishing season, my garage is in absolute chaos. And another thing too, it's it's uh, this time of year. It is the time of year where I'm. I, I'm thankful I don't have like an ice castle. Like I would love one, <laughs> yeah. like mid season, you know. But I would be so paranoid. Like okay, like yeah, you have to hit ice. that right time to get it off the yeah. ice. If you, if you don't, and it's like, well, I'm nervous. I'll just wait another day, and then it's sixty degrees, and I'd be paranoid leaving it anywhere. Like oh, yeah. leaving it anywhere and not being by it. But so many people do that. <clears throat> I know it's crazy, and uh, there's so many break-ins and stuff like that too. It's I I don't know. I, I should have said this in the beginning too. Sorry to interrupt you. What's that? Uh, happy spring. Oh, happy spring to you. Today is the first day of spring. I did not know that. Um. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, it would be nerve wracking to pull that, uh, pull it off. 
Definitely. So what else is going on? There's a, there's a lot going on. Um, big announcement from our friends at Power Lodge. Power Lodge has sponsored us for three years now. It's where I keep my boat. It's where they take care of my boat, where I get serviced and good people. Corey is just a great guy over there. They have stepped up and donated our grand prize for our Minnesota bound crappie contest, which is going to be at Lord Fletcher's on Lake Minnetonka, May 7th. So all you have to do is buy a ticket. Uh, it all goes to charity to fishing for life. Buy a ticket and a secret weight is drawn ahead of time. Huh. So say it's, you know, whatever, 1.1 pounds or something. It's a secret weight. So you can win a grand prize just by registering your crappie. Oh, crazy. The last couple of years, it's been an Alumacraft boat. Um, but this year, Power Lodge has stepped up and they're giving a CF Moto fully loaded ATV. Um, That's uh, awesome. 600 it's red it's beautiful if you go to minnesota bound um website www.mnbound.com you can check it out there's a crappie contest page but i just wanted to thank those guys for stepping up we were having a problem because we were looking for a long time for a boat sponsor and inventory just isn't to a place where um a lot of people feel comfortable donating a boat yeah and so we were like, what are we going to do? This is a huge event. It's been on 53 years. It's been going on. Jeez. So they stepped up their game. They donated an ATV, and I hope everyone can come out there. You know who else stepped up is Fleet Farm. They donated thousands of dollars in gift cards, 100 rods for kids, wow, and 10 adult rods. So just about everyone that goes across the stage gets a prize, and uh, it's just a fantastic event. So come out May 7th. Thank Power Lodge for donating that, and I hope to see you there. When the weather is beautiful, there's 2,000-plus people that register, and uh, it's easy. You can catch a fish. I've, there's people that register, walk to the walk to the um, boat air, parking area for Lord Fletcher's and catch one off there and register it. That's awesome. And, I mean, with, with the way inventory is and the way, like, electronics and all these power sports are going up, mm-hmm. that's still probably a $10,000-plus package. Oh yeah, it is for sure, like, and and we're working on getting a trailer to go with it. Oh, cool! It's uh, it is for sure a ten thousand dollar package. Are you going to be using with that the fish tonky app? No, this is a legit like you have to go across the stage. Oh, cool! Because it's weighed, it's not measured. Oh, okay, and it's a mystery weight, and it's crappies, so it's not true. like you don't have to be quite as conscious of yeah, that's true. Throwing them back, but um, we do throw them back, and uh, should we do it, me and you? Well, I'm going to be there working. You oh. should bring the kids for sure. Okay. And uh, May 7th. we'll rig it so you win. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, May 7th. It's always the week before fishing opener. So okay. opener is the 14th. So May 7th it is. And uh, it's it's a great, great time. Bring the kids, have some fun, and donate to charity. Um, and potentially win a brand new ATV. You're right. Or some other prize worth more than $10 or whatever it costs to, do, to uh, right. enter. Um, we have a lot of shout-outs here. We have a great show tonight, by the way. Uh, we have uh, Nick Munt from Bone Collector is going to be on at 620. He is a, he's a good guy to have as a friend. He's a big shot, and thanks, Sam, for aligning that. Sam tends to know all the high hitters in the uh, sports industry, so he, he gets those guests. At 640, we're going to have Brian Kelvington. Brian is with Vista Outdoor or Federal Premium Ammunition. Um, he's a good friend of mine. They donate to everything. Every single charity shoot I've been to yeah, in the last insane. six years, they've provided everything. They do so much for the community. So they have some big initiatives going on. They're donating a million rounds of ammo to Ukraine. 
so I just wanted to get him on to talk about that a little bit and their 100 year anniversary. So we're going to have Brian on at 640, Nick Munt at 620. I'm going to go through some shout outs here. Sorry to take all the uh, talking here, but oh, that's right. um, the Four Outdoorsmen shout out, go to our Facebook page, the4outdoorsmen.com. Yes, we still use Facebook. I know all you hip kids use Instagram, but it's just easier for us to use Facebook on that. Thanks for everyone for writing in. First one is from Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited. Happy Sunday. Looking forward to our April 7th meeting with Matt Klug from MK Fishing Guide Service. Corey Bechtold said, Macula still getting it done on ice. Pretty soon the size eights will be getting workout from the boat. My report from today will be on uh, we'll be up later today on what's working now. Steve Rennenberg, our friend up at Arrowhood Outdoors, says uh, still over a week and a half left in the lake trout season. Some big lakers were caught in the Ely area with a great picture there. Uh, Brandon Gatz, our friend, said can't wait to see you all again at the 6th Annual Landcastle Summer Extravaganza in September. Jesse Koskinimi says I did a little shooting today, sighted in my 6.5 300 Weatherby, and got the dirt bike and four wheelers out of the garage. Six point five three hundred. Is that like a six five Creedmoor? Um, yeah, it could be or a Grendel. But my guess is based off the picture. Let me see. Well, that's a Weatherby. Yeah, it looks like to me he's sighting in two different guns. Oh, uh, Bill Katz says thanks, Sam, for the class yesterday. Have a great show. Sam had a conceal and carry class. Did, yep. you, did you find anyone else, or was it just you and Bill? No, we had uh, five guys. So Bill brought. Um, a, a buddy and uh, Ooh, burgers and stuff good that's wow what five, five guys oh but <laughs> very expensive now i'm super hungry you get a burger and fries at five guys is like 23 dollars. yeah you get that at mcdonald's it's 18 bucks now don't even get me started <laughs> inflation uh shannon crew says living large or doing nothing and taking in the sunshine tony fruin says uh got the ice tournament set up off the old green beast time to start transitioning into the open water season i think that's the general consensus will goble got the boat out for the first time today so congrats to everyone who's getting their boat out i don't know if i'm gonna do it yet i gotta clean my garage first i've seen a lot on the road um of boats going down the road going you know with the shrink wrapped or whatever they call Mm -hmm. it i've seen them coming um i was gonna ask you so you've done this i saw a boat on 169 it was shrink wrap, but the shrink wrap, shrink wrap was labeled Lund. Do you think that's a brand new boat? That's a brand new boat. Okay. Yep, that's straight from the factory. Yeah, so I was wondering. I was like, man, that's expensive to get <laughs> labeled shrink yeah. wrap. Then I was like, oh, you're dummy. It's probably new. <laughs> yes, that's coming right from the Lund factory. And and I have heard that uh, dealers are getting some boats. So if you're looking for a new boat, go to yep. Power Lodge. But um, yeah, there is going to be inventory. It's just like always, it's, everyone's catching up. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to give a quick shout-out and thank Bill Katz mm-hmm. for rounding up a, a crew. Um, I also had Chris Britton from uh, Rapala there. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, good. We had five guys, and it was not the food, Brandon, but five gentlemen uh, <laughs> were there, and we had fun. Good group of guys. Um let them shoot some suppressors, which they were pretty giddy about. So it was yeah, fun. you let me do that last time yeah. I was out, and that was fun. It's it's uh, I I did the old. Remember when I said you guys want to hear what it sounds like normal unsuppressed, and then yep. you you hear the difference. You're like, oh my gosh, I want to get one. So it's fun. Have I let you shoot that, Mark? 
Uh, no, what what is it? I have a couple twenty two suppressors. I have other suppressors. Twenty two suppressors, awesome to shoot because it's oh. just like plink. Yeah, plink, you hear plink, the ting, ting. <laughs> you hear the the because we shoot. It was steel. like an airsoft gun. Yeah, and you you shoot steel. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can hear the ping louder than anything. Oh yeah, that you is can, pretty cool. And on my, uh, I have a twenty two rifle. It's Bergara, and with that suppressed, I have this carbon fiber barrel on it. All you hear is the action. And do then you, you, do you hear, use the same suppressor and switch it out. Is it universal? I'm a 22, I have a few of the 22 suppressors, mm-hmm. but you could, yeah, if the thread pitch is right. Um, but usually on a 22, there you can mix and match the rifle versus nice. pistol. I was happy to hit the target with the rifle because you heard yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. The Felt rapport good. of the rapport of steel is fun when you're shooting. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever make it not such a pain in the butt to get a suppressor? A hundred percent. It's called the National Hearing Act, mm-hmm. um, which it's going off of safety, which is the only way they're going to get that to go off of, yeah. off of hearing safety. Yeah. Um, so my guess in the near, I'm going to say within five years. What okay. t- today is. March 20th, 2000, year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> I guarantee you by 2027, or I'm not going to guarantee, I bet it'll be just like a 44, 73, like you're buying a gun. What about constitutional carry? When are we getting that? Um, a lot of, like 20 states have it. Yeah. I would say within 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's th- going to put you out of business. Are you buying I know, right? That? That's why we got to get as many uh, <laughs> no. carry permits as possible. I'm going to say. It's it would put me out of business, but at the same time, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. Yeah, as a you know a flag flying American, mm-hmm. but I also could train people. There you go. Like get, set you up know, a course. You should care. Yeah, I should. There you go yeah. in your yard. You yes, have yeah. tactical dudes walking yeah. through. That'd be fun. Yeah. Speaking of tactical, do you mind if I touch on this really quick? <laughs> I think it'd be, it's a great story to talk about. So a good friend of mine, James Yeager, um, he's tactical response. He is out of Tennessee. He has been a trainer, tactical trainer, guns, firearms, uh, medical, um, first response, just like you're all around like gun scenario training, like just super intense, like four Mm -hmm. or five days, you're going to shoot 5,000 rounds of ammo. Been doing this for 25 years, uh, trained over 88,000 individuals. That's a lot. 88,000. That's a large city. Yeah, in 2021, he had like over 5,000 alone. So it's insane. James has unfortunately um, come down with what he's considering uh, ALS. So ALS is literally, as my wife explained it to me a little bit better, but you're literally trapped in the prison of your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, all that maintain, you know, remains is your brain. You have no muscle control. You can't talk, any of that stuff. And his dad had it and passed away at a young age. And it's just hell, right? It's And mm-hmm. so he uh, he sent his documentation in, and he's going over to Ukraine to help train as many people as he can um, before he can't. Um, he's, wow. he's losing control of his tongue, um, not to the point where he can't talk. He's just, you know, he's a little slower. He's got about, he said he's lost about 20%, 15, 20% of his arm muscles, but his legs are good. So he, he just made the decision that he feels like his calling is to go over there and train as many people as he can until it gets bad. And then he's going to fight. Good for him, man. It's crazy, man. I, uh, I pray for James Yeager, everybody. I mean, he's, he's a great guy and, um, you know, God's the head of all things, you know, only know, only he knows when we're set to see him but 
he's doing something kind of courageous. But, uh, yeah, keep him in your prayers. But uh, let's take a quick break. we got my buddy Nick Munt coming out, a bone collector. We'll see what he's doing the rest of this year and maybe see if he's going to chase some turkeys. Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devils. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devils Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilslakemd.com. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com. Hear ye, hear ye, the Second Amendment lives. Crocodile Productions Gun and Knife Show is back this Friday and Saturday at the Bram Event Center. New guns, old guns, accessories, antiques, and more. Friday, 4 to 8, and Saturday, 9 to 4. Only $7 per day. Kids 12 and under, free with an adult. That's Crocodile Productions Gun and Knife Show this Saturday and Sunday at the Bram Event Center. Details at crocodileproductionsinc.com. That's crocodileproductionsinc.com. Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April 2022. Let's get this straight. Pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or Onamia online at PowerLodge.com. You know, I had so much fun watching Ryder, a 12-year-old, pulling three 28-inch-plus walleyes last year at Ballard's Resort. I have to go back. Jeff Jones here from the No Repeat Workday, and we are doing the Summer Walleye Connection again, July 3rd through the 6th, and I want you to come join me. But you got to make your deposit before April 1st. Call 218-634-1849 or go to mybobcountry.com for more info and to sign up. Three nights lodging, two days guided fishing, and that includes all your meals, rods, reels, bait, tackle. you got to come with me to Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods this summer. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill in the morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. Block heartburn all day and all night with Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. At Panera, you can say yes to both of your cravings. We call it You Pick Two. And with over 465 pairings, you'll find a meal sure to satisfy any mood. Are you feeling both fresh and fun? Pick our Fuji Apple Salad with a new Thai chicken soup. Or maybe you're feeling classic and bold. Pair some creamy mac and cheese with our new Citrus Asian Crunch Salad. 
Pick your perfect pair and order a you pick two today. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. And we're back. We want to thank all our sponsors. We couldn't do this without you. Um, and we have one of my favorite people to watch on the Outdoor Channel. He is a hunter with swag. <laughs> my friend, Mr. Nick Munt. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. That, I, I've never heard him introduce anyone like that. I like that. Hunter with swag. I just came up with that, but I feel like you need to changed your tagline on facebook page and put that on does there. he wear like rhinestone you know pants out in the field or no. why what's swaggy about nick munt <laughs> he's just a stud and he's like that one guy that you just want to be friends with and it's like man he puts a little cox's hat just a tiny bit like it's not too <laughs> ghetto but it's just swag man am i right nick <laughs> i guess i guess that's what you could call it <laughs> <laughs> so i appreciate you coming on uh, we just wanted to talk. I'm sure you had a, a fantastic year hunting last year. The, you're up in Minnesota with us. You know, the snow is melting. I'm sure you're getting the itch to get out and uh, get out and maybe chase some turkeys or something. But before we start, I want to give you, if you could give me like a quick minute background on who Nick Munt is. How'd you get your start? I've, you're from South Dakota originally, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm from Spearfish, South Dakota originally. And, um, you know, I was uh, right after I got out of high school. I went to barber school, and I and I was a barber for several years. And then, um, long story short, I started guiding uh, not far from from my house at Seven J Outfitters. They were in Sundance, Wyoming, about thirty miles from from my home in Spearfish. And so, I started guiding for them, and um, I guided there for a long time. And and we guided uh, whitetails, mule deer, elk, antelope, and turkeys. And then uh, we built a really good reputation. Um, you know, for our, for our whitetail hunt, it was kind of a it was kind of a little known resource in that part of the country, and so we we pretty put, pretty much put Northeast Wyoming on the map as far as whitetails. And and uh, David Blanton wanted to come and do a show with us, so he and Bill came, and uh, I was guiding David that very first year, and um, kind of you know right right around that very first day that we hunted together. Um, I uh, sat him down at lunchtime, you know, because the middle of the days in September are really long. You hunt the mornings and the evenings, and you kind of sit around most of the day. And so I showed him a bunch of the footage that I had filmed. And so he said, wow, you know, you you run a pretty good camera. Would you consider coming to work for us? And so I was like, a, you know, music to my ears. So I said, heck, yeah. And I talked to Jeff and Deb Smith that own 7J. And um, so they asked me to work for them for one more year because I was one of their head guides, and, and they needed to find somebody to replace me. So anyway, so I went to work for Realtree, and... Worked there for nine years, um, basically as a field producer, camera guy, and and then I would take you know partners that had the um, the camouflage license for their products. I would take them on hunts and video it and kind of guide them all at the same time. And then uh, after nine years of doing that, um, Michael Waddell's persona really started to grow, and and uh, we had been doing road trips for for four or five years, and um, our chemistry on road trips was just great. You know, I didn't really get to do much hunting, but I was always in camp running a camera for one of Michael's guests and people liked it. They liked the, the camaraderie and the, the way we, um, you know, interacted with each other and, and it wasn't just hunting and, and it was kind of the meat and pot- potatoes, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. And so, um, we really actually kind of changed the way that outdoor TV was filmed and, and, um, 
you know, so so we were pretty proud of that. And so now we're we're basically uh, going on 15 years of film and bone collector, and just been a fun ride. You know, T Bone and and Michael and myself, we just have a lot in common as far as hunting and and um, kind of our sense of humor, and and we don't take much you know, seriously, we're always messing around and ribbing each other. And, um, it's just been a lot of fun so far and just lucky to do it. And hope, hope I can do it for another 15 years, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that's one thing, you know, I've got to be around you guys and, you know, hang out with you. And <clears throat> that's the one thing that is different about you guys. You treat everybody like as part of the group, you know, you guys aren't, I mean, you could be super like, you know, ego and not talk to us. Like, you know, because you guys have a great following. I'm sure you get bombarded at any sporting outdoor sporting event you go to, but you actually guys take the time to listen to the stories, you know, give your two cents and have fun with the the listeners. And I think that's, you know, one of your guys' biggest key to success. So kudos to you guys for doing that for sure. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You know, we just don't take ourselves so seriously. A lot of guys, a lot of guys take themselves pretty seriously. And, and, uh, you know, we just, we just want to have fun and, and spread the good word about hunting. I mean, because that's what it is. It's fun. It's what you make it. You know, not everybody, not everybody across the country um, has a chance to go out and kill huge deer. But everybody across the country has a chance to enjoy hunting and have fun and make it what they want it to be. So, um, you know, we're just lucky to do it, and we really feel that way. And and I, you know, hopefully it comes across that way because we really are, we really are pretty grounded guys and, and we just really love what we do. So that's the main part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, real quick, you mentioned his name. Um, could you give us a quick update on how Tebow is doing? We've been praying for him, um, keeping him in our thoughts. Do you have a quick, you know, update on Tebow and how he's yeah. doing? Yeah. You know, he's, he, he, t doing really well. He had a, he had a rare form of cancer, um, a rare form of sarcoma on his, on his leg, his lower leg, right around his shin. And, um, he actually did two rounds of chemo uh, just in case there was any of those cells that had left his, his shin area and gone to other places in his body. And so uh, once he kind of healed up from the chemo, they had to give it six weeks. Then he did have his leg amputated. So he's doing well. He's in great spirits. Um, he feels good. Of course, he has some pain and some phantom pains in that foot that isn't there anymore. But um, he's doing really good. You know, he's a really upbeat guy. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some... I'm sure there's some times when he's by himself that, that, uh, you know, it's gotta be a little bit depressing because, you know, he is a bigger guy. It's kind of tough for him to get around. And so, you know, he has his best friend actually that works on his farm with him kind of lives right there with him and has been helping him a ton and his wife has been helping him and, but he's doing really well. He's going to, he's going to, um, be able to get a prosthetic. It sounds like. And so I think, you know, within a year he should be back on his feet and, and, and back to, making the circuit, doing some hunting, you know, back to appearances. And I think he's going to be okay. You know, he's, like I said, he's, he's a positive person. He's always looking at the, at the bright side. He's a, he's a, you know, cups half full type of guy. So, um, I don't think you've seen the last of T-Bone. That's for dang sure. And that's great to hear. Cause you, <laughs> if you hang out at a buffet. You'll probably find him there. For sure. <laughs> I'll probably be there too. It's yeah. We'll all be there. No, and that, that's the thing. <clears throat> you know, I watched his videos, um, when he kind of t- started telling everybody publicly and, you're right, man. He was definitely, it's in God's hands, you know, you know, keep smiling. It was just like more encouraging, you know, to see a guy that going through something like that where he could be, you know, and we're human. I'm sure there is times where he's, you know, down in the dumps, but man, he definitely uh, put a persona of, you know, stay happy, my friends. And, you know, 
keep keep on fighting the good life so i mean i appreciate that about that so thanks for that quick update nick so let's get on to 2022 um you got any turkey hunting in the books and then let's go let's talk fall what do you what do you got what's on the docket you know for the spring i i I don't have anything on the book yet but i usually you know i like to hit five or six states um at least typically you know i hunt here in minnesota and then i always get a couple tags in wisconsin um, I like to hunt South Dakota, Wyoming, Nebraska, um, possibly Texas. I got I got an opportunity to hunt some in Tennessee. So, you know, hopefully skip around a little bit once it gets rolling. Um, you know, it's already started in, in the far south. And so, um, you know, there's been a lot of guys killing birds in Florida. And, you know, soon, soon Georgia will open and Alabama. And so uh, it's about to get going. And I, I just love turkey hunting. It's a lot of fun. The turkey hunt here in Minnesota, you know, like you said, I'm from South Dakota. We have phenomenal turkey hunting there. But here where I live, I'm up near Lindstrom, the turkey hunting's phenomenal. I mean, there's a lot of birds around. And, um, you know, there's there's a good a bit, of, bit of hunters, but it's not overpressured like the deer hunting is. So it's nice to get out and, and get it done around here, you know, in Minnesota. And I got a couple of kids that like to hunt, too. So we always get a few killed here. So that's that's fun. I'm looking really forward to that. Yeah, that's the nice thing about like the pressure with whitetail versus turkey. I mean, you can outdo that other hunter by just calling better. And so, <laughs> yeah. like like me, if if you and I were on forty acres and I was calling, you were calling the turkey would probably run right to you. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not hey, a good caller. Too. In in this in this area, um, scouting is scouting can can make or break you. Even if you're not a good caller. If you get out there, and you know where I live, all the properties are broken up so small that you can't run and gun. You know, it's not smart to go walking around calling um, if you want the turkeys to be on your place. So what I would, what I, what I do is I get a couple blinds out early, and then I just do a lot of long-range scouting with my binoculars. I see where the birds are coming out, kind of where the strut zones are, and then I set up accordingly. But, but one of the things I do is I get in there with my decoys, and I don't do a ton of calling. Um, a lot of times if I just call lightly and I get a, a response from a bird, you know, he knows where you're at. So I just kind of quit calling because I don't want to make him call shy. And I let him come out into the field. And, and, if, and if they come out somewhere where they can see my decoy, you know, 80% of the time they're going to come because they're just, that's just how these turkeys are. And, and I think a lot of people make the mistake of overcalling um, in these small property situations. They call and call and call and call when really they should just, sit and sit and sit because the visual of your decoys will do as much for you as calling in these small situations and i've just had really good luck doing it i'm i'm a you know i'm not as good a caller as waddell but you know i've killed several hundred turkeys in my day and um you know calling is is one way to get them but that visual if you got a good set of decoys a jake decoy and a hen i mean it's it's just deadly so, so is that a lot? Is that what you recommend on a decoy setup? Because Mark and I are sitting here, and we've been out together holding hands, trying to kill a freaking turkey, and <laughs> For many years now. And the, when you say <laughs> when you say over calling, so like constant on a box call for like two three minutes is not good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I um, I I I use a Jake. It's kind of a pre-breeding pose. He's kind of got his head kicked up in the air a little bit, and he's kind of his neck's kind of down towards his body. Um, and then I put the I put the hand right in front of him, like he's trying to breed it. And man, they come they come charging in there because they don't like it, especially if you've got 
Um, uh, you know, if you've been scouting and you've got a group of turkeys and there's a dominant, really dominant gobbler, man, they hate that. And they'll leave their hens to come if they see that, if they see that, you know, that action going on, they'll, they'll come to, to, to try to kill that other gobbler. And man, it's just super deadly. So I've had a ton of luck with that. And then on the other side of it, if you've got groups of two-year-olds, you know, two, three, four, two-year-olds together, they tend to be bullies. So a lot of times when they see that and they think, you know, and typically, you know, it's a Jake decoy. So they come in there and they want to beat it up and man, it just, it works really, really well. It, it, it to me, it just can't be beat. And I use it literally on a hundred percent of my setups in this area. So for your hen decoy, is it, is it, uh, on the ground or is it stand blown around? Do you have the, the hen like sitting or what is your exact, I, yeah. I basically want to know exactly so we can copy it yeah. because we've tried absolutely everything. So what, so, so what I do is I put my decoys depending on who's hunting. Like if I'm, I typically bow hunt here in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. I put my decoys 10 yards. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll quarter the, I'll quarter the, the Jake decoy towards me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put the hen decoy um, on the ground in front, like right up underneath him, like he's breeding her. Um, and then if you have another, if you have another decoy, just put her kind of off to the side, if, whether it's a feeding decoy or an alert decoy. And, um, you know, I put them, put them pretty close. If you're, if you're shooting with a shotgun, you can put them out a little bit further, but then if they hang up at, you know, if you put your decoys at 20 and they hang up at 40, it's a little tough, tougher shot. I still like it at 10 yards. That way if they hang up 25 yards out, you still got an easy shot on them. So I like to get them in close, um, but I think that setup works really good. Face the decoy towards you because a lot of times uh, that gobbler is going to come around and he wants to get in, in the in the decoy's face. So mm-hmm. he's going to come around in front of it, and a lot of times he'll put his fan toward you. Then that way you can get your bow drawn. And then um, also let him get into the decoys if you're bow hunting. Let him get into the decoys before you draw your bow because if you draw too early, they'll catch that movement because they're coming in kind of alert looking for movement. Mm-hmm. So if you wait till he gets in the decoys, you can get away with a lot more. Nick, are you as fired up as we are right now talking about this? Oh man, I love it. I can I can I hear it in it. your voice that your adrenaline <laughs> is just so slowly fun. kicking in. The blood pressure is rising, and thankfully turkey season's here next week. So uh, next week really? or next month? Sorry, oh, next I was month. like, what? Where am I? <laughs> That's how excited I am. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, anything big uh, on the calendar this fall that you're excited about? You know, we do a lot of the a lot of the same kind of hunts every year. Um, you know, I'll try I'll get a, try to for a tag in Kansas. Um, you know, I put in for tags all over the country, so it just kind of depends on what I draw. But typically, do um, Kansas. Um, I hunted Wisconsin last year. That was fun. Shot a really nice buck there. Um, I'll probably hunt uh, Missouri. I, I believe I'll draw my Iowa tag this year. Um, nice. And then I always go to Texas. Um, South Dakota, um, probably put in for Wyoming again, but I just skip around for whitetails. You know, I get as many tags as I can and just go, go, go. I uh, typically get in a couple of elk hunts. We'll just have to see, you know, like if I draw a tag and then we always start the year off in Utah. So I'll have an elk and a deer tag in Utah. We start in August there hunting velvet mule deer and, um, you can shoot an elk at the same time. So last year I didn't shoot a deer with my bow, but. Um, I did shoot a, a really nice bull elk, um, actually out of a tree stand near a water hole. So that was pretty exciting. So I'll definitely get to hunt elk there, but, um, I don't know if I'll draw any other tags. We'll just have to wait and see. 
Well, it sounds like you're going to have an extremely busy fall, my man. So, <laughs> hey, I'm going to let you go. We appreciate you uh, coming on. Like always, Nick, you're a good guy. Keep doing what you're doing. Let's talk food plot soon. Um, I still have that tractor if you need to use it. So uh, I'll be in touch, man. Like I said, thanks for coming on the Four Outdoorsman. And for our listeners, make sure you check out uh, Nick on the Bone Collector. It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, you will be hooked. Yeah, thanks, fellas. I appreciate appreciate you having me on. Have a great night. You too, Nick. Bye-bye. All right, next up we have Brian Kelvington of Federal Premium Ammunition. He's going to talk all sorts of stuff with us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Up next on the Four Doorsman. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devil's. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devil's Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilsleknd.com. Spring is right around the corner, and you just remembered your trailer needs to be serviced before the season starts. Crystal Welding has you covered. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding. Solutions. Service. Results. Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April 2022. Let's get this straight. Pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or Onamia online at PowerLodge.com. Welcome back on this beautiful Sunday night for Outdoorsman. This is Mark Lukey. I'm here with Sam Oftedal and Brandon, our favorite, favorite. Is it board op or engineer? What's a better name, Brandon? I'll take both. Okay. He's the fourth What's more official? Um, probably engineer. Okay. Got it. Is that is that better on the resume? Yeah. All right. <laughs> no one even knows what a board op is. Yeah. I'm going to start calling it's you that industry now. lingo. <laughs> Whatever, board op. Yeah. Brandon, the board op. Backstro. There you go. It kind of has a <laughs> ring to it. Dang. Well, we are blessed to have uh, my friend Brian Calvington. Brian, are you there? I am there, Mark. How are you today? Hey, thanks so much for taking your time. I know how busy of a guy you are. You fly around the country with uh, Vista Outdoors and Federal Premium Ammunition. I've uh, had the opportunity to hunt with Brian many times, and you are a dead eye in the pheasant <laughs> fields. So uh, I'm blessed by your presence. But uh, thanks, Brian. Brian, thanks for coming on. There's a couple things I'd love to talk to you about. Um, we don't normally get into geopolitics, per se, in the four outdoorsmen. We're pretty laid back. But I saw an article the other day that um, Vista Outdoors is donating one million rounds to Ukraine. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you guys are doing over there? 
sure, absolutely, Mark. And by the way, Brandon, I'm a former board op. That's how I got my start in the business. So you're not alone. You're not alone in that endeavor. So. That's awesome. I um, tried it, but, but I couldn't. I, I, I honestly, when the show started, they made me try to do that, and I'm just not – I'm just I just couldn't figure it out. It just didn't work out well. So kudos to you both for for having the brains for that. Yeah. So uh, Mark, so Vista Outdoor is the parent company of Federal Ammunition, and along with that is Remington and other brands throughout um, the U.S., including CCI and Spear. Um, and uh, so we're a, a large company, and our president uh, once he saw the the news that. Um, the Ukraine president, um, uh, Zelensky, um, said he needed ammunition, not a ride. We, we decided to step up as a, as a company and donate, uh, 1 million rounds of ammunition to the, um, the Ukrainian, um, forces in their, um, effort to defend their country. Wow. That's fantastic. Thank you guys for doing that. That, that's so cool. I saw, the pictures. The sh- you're also helping refugees, I believe, and uh, you you have a cool shirt available to buy, where the the profits um, go to that. Can you talk about that a little bit too? Sure, absolutely. Those t-shirts, uh, both Federal and Remington, will have a t-shirt probably on their websites around Tuesday, uh, and and uh, folks can go on Tuesday on sites on Tuesday. They're up there right now, but I think the sales start on Tuesday. But you can go up there. Uh, purchase from either Remington.com or FederalPremium.com, uh, and there's a T-shirt there, and um, you can shoot. Like you said, you go on either website, um, choose that T-shirt, and proceeds from the the profits from the sales of those T-shirts will go directly to. Let me get this right: the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund, and that is through a global giving, a nonprofit um, international aid organization. So, it's just what. It's what our, our company president and many of the leaders in our company felt was the right thing to do uh, to help our, our, our friends in the Ukraine who, by the way, we have been a supplier of ammunition to uh, their military since 2015. So this was um, a, a customer-based decision as well. Man, that's awesome, Brian. I appreciate you guys doing that. I know all of us you know, want to help in some way, and that T-shirt idea is a, a phenomenal idea. I just pulled it up. It does say coming soon, but man, what a cool T-shirt! It says, "I need ammo, not a ride," with the Ukraine flag in the background. It's really cool. Um, I have a quick question for you. Obviously, you are um, used to exporting ammo to um, a company or a country like Ukraine. Is it a little bit more stressful to ship ammo in a time that's going on? Like, is it? Do you try and be more discreet about like it? Logistics, yeah, seem, like logistics. Yeah, like logistics. Like, I mean, I feel like, is there someone waiting to intercept that package? <laughs> like, I would just be stressed as all get out, you know, until that, I mean, it's not yeah. FedEx signing at the door, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So, so Yeah, so, I mean, I, I can imagine there's a heightened sense uh, during this time, but the our, our companies have such good logistics uh, behind the scenes. Uh, I'm sure that's all taken care of through um, our international sales teams and all their distribution channels. So I I have no doubt that um, it's going to be handled um, discreetly, effectively, efficiently, and in in the hands of those folks that need it to defend their their freedom and their country. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on this a little bit more. Sam and I are both um, big Second Amendment guys, and to see what's happening over there – it's just ironic. A lot of people that, 
you know, are against the Second Amendment, are applauding, you know, them giving firearms to regular citizens to defend themselves. And I'm like, hey, you know, we have that right here and, and we should be, um, you know, we should really protect our Second Amendment rights because, um, as we all know, it's not about hunting. It's it's about uh, protecting ourselves and our livelihoods. And uh, I don't know, I, you don't have to comment on, on that or Sam, you can too, but uh, I think we are just absolutely blessed to have the right to own you know, most firearms that we want. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of our constitution. That's our co- guaranteed constitutional right. And just think about um, the folks, the millions of people as citizens that are being displaced over there right now and the whole, and exposed to the horrors of war. And, and so having that right to defend yourself uh, in the time of, you know, some critical, critical periods of their time. Mm-hmm. Right. It, uh, we're very fortunate to be at that here in this country to have, those um, guaranteed protections under the Constitution. Yeah, and to uh, add to that, you know, we probably wouldn't have to have our government hand out 10,000 rifles to the (laughs) citizens like they're doing in Ukraine, which is, you know, thank God we have that, you know. (laughs) I forget who said it, uh, some crazy dictator, but they said behind every blade of grass is a a gun. It was a Japanese general who said we couldn't invade the U.S. because behind every... Blade of grass is is someone with a gun. Yeah, so, yeah, that might make him think twice. Um, moving on, there's other big news. First of all, I want to thank you uh, in federal and Vista because I haven't been to a charity shoot or anything for the hunting community where federal hasn't donated ammo in some regards. So even when things got tough, I I really want to thank you for stepping up and uh, supplying shells for charity. I've, I've probably been to you know. We've been to a few of them together, but 25 of them over the last couple of years where you guys uh, supplied that. So thank you for your support of, of hunting charities and uh, the shooting community. Well, you're welcome. And it's part of our DNA. And if you go back all the way uh, to when Charles Horn um, started the Federal Cartridge Corporation in April of, 2020, uh, April of uh, 1922, yeah, that was part of his mantra then, and it is part of our, our DNA, and it continues to be our DNA today, is that uh, we step up when we have to to those conservation and charitable organizations that need need a little help. And it's it's deeply ingrained in all of our companies, too, the, even the workforce. You'll see them out at a Special Olympics mm-hmm. polar plunge. I mean, it's just amazing what, um, what, our, what our staff, our 1,500 employees here in Anoka do on a – weekly i mean daily weekly monthly yearly um all year long they're just very charitable in their giving and their time yeah i want to congratulate uh you on the 100 year anniversary it's our so our studios are right off uh, armstrong boulevard and highway 10 so we're oh, kind yeah. of we're pretty much neighbors uh to you guys and i went over the history a little bit of federal and congratulations on the 100 years and it's amazing the road uh, that it's been. Can you kind of touch on the start and, and, you know, how it got started and maybe some big highlights over the last hundred years that you guys are proud of? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so in 1922, um, Charles Horn um, took control of federal and pulled it out of a receivership. And um, from that point on, it's been quite a ride. I mean, you think, just a quick, you, you guys know Ron here, of course. I do. He's um, my just, boss, kind of. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, just last week, we had him in, and I, this just fresh in my mind. We had 
um, he's doing a television story at Minnesota Bound um, about the 100th anniversary. And and, uh, we had one of our directors of quality in, and we went over to the part of the old shot shelf, and our patent number one, to this day, we are still work. We still make products on that first patent, which is our paper shot shelves. Wow. So we got to take we got to take Ron back and and uh, walk him through the process of how we make paper shot shelves, and that was patent number one. Um, but originally, um, Federal was founded on making paper tubes for um, BBs, mm-hmm. for uh, that's what Charles Horns had done, and then it had migrated into shot shell production, and then in um, World War II. We took, um, we opened up the Twin Cities Ordnance uh, Plant, and we started making ammo for World War II. Um, at one, at the height of that, they were making 25,000 um, 25, people work there, and they made over five billion rounds for wow. war efforts in, in World War II. Um, not long after that, uh, Federal started making centerfire cartridges. And um, I think the, the big thing in, in 1977, well, there's a lot of big things, but I'm going to just point out a few. Um, in 1977, uh, Federal began what we call our premium designation. So we started loading other people's bullets mm-hmm. to make the best rounds available. So we took in a Nosler, we took in a Sierra Game King. We took those premium bullets, we took our premium components, we, we started building those, and that's how we got Federal premium ammunition. And since 1977, we've been doing that, and we continue to always load the best bullet on the market. Uh, and, and now we, as Mark knows, we um, we introduced uh, Terminal Ascent a couple of years ago, and that's based off the trophy um, trophy uh, bonded. I'm sorry, the trophy bear cloth platform, mm-hmm. and we've really improved that bullet. So now that bullet works at all ranges, effective, opens up, has terminal velocity, terminal performance. Um, and um, we've just really, really ramped up um, centerfire bullet performance with terminal ascent. Fantastic. And, you, and you've done so much in uh, the birdshot world as well with Prairie Storm and Black Cloud, two of the absolute best loads you can. That's, that's all I've ever used even before we started working together. Just phenomenal technology. And it's, it's good to see that someone is working to make a better load for each specific game. Yeah, and that's, that's, again, that overall, from the company's perspective, innovation has been a driver in our company's history. Um, that that alone will keep every business, any business, uh, moving forward, and it certainly has in our business. You mentioned uh, Black Cloud and, and Prairie Storm. That um, flight control flex watt technology, um, the shot technology, all that has just um, elevated those games, um, those pursuits to where they are now, and we're for, very fortunate to have products that not only um, are innovative, but they're effective. They they just work out in the field. They reduce the cripples because that's what, as all of us are hunters and conservationists, mm-hmm. that conservationists, we just don't want to see wounded animals. And and right. if you make good good shots, as you guys know, um, the, the ammo will perform. Fantastic. I saw. Um, before, thank you so much for coming on. Before I let you go, I was just wondering. There's a big push for um, non-lead rounds in everything, and I don't necessarily agree with the reasoning behind that. But is is federal working on any non-lead type of cartridges for the future, like copper or anything like that? So, uh, you know, we will always supply what the customer consumer wants, and right. so yes, there is there are copper um, options within our portfolio of products. 
So they or they've already been there. They've existed for a while. So yeah. um, we're aware of that of the non-lead push across. We have people dedicated to watching that, but we've always had that product in our in our portfolio. So it's 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 already there, and um, should um, anything change, we'll be ready for the future. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate uh, what you do. Uh, you're a good man, and I love running into you at all our sports shows and events. And thank you. Likewise. And, and congratulations on the 100 years. And thank you for sending stuff to Ukraine because uh, not every company can do that. Well, we appreciate it, and thank you much for having us on tonight. And, Mark, look forward to seeing you this fall out in the pheasant field. I hope so. It's about time. It's been a, it's been a hiatus, so I can't wait to – to yep. uh, go, maybe we can go to South Dakota or something again. Yeah, we had one year off, obviously, but next year I can't wait to get back out. And, and by the way, you're a dead eye. I just try to, <laughs> I just try to keep up with you. <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate that. You're making me blush. But all right, thanks a lot, Brian, and we'll see you soon. Okay. All right, you guys have a great evening. Thanks so much. Thanks, Brian. And for our listeners, right don't forget to go check out federalpremium.com or remington.com and buy yep. those t-shirts. They're a cool-looking shirt. Yeah. And they go to a great cause. So It's better than making your uh, Facebook tag a Ukrainian flag. Go actually buy yeah. something that helps someone directly. Yeah, exactly. And um, what, what a great, brilliant idea, too. Yeah, it's a great it's a great company. Great guys. I, I, I love. There's another guy, Rick, that uh, Brian always goes to the show with. And they're not my personal account at work. Right. But every time I see them, uh, they're just so nice and friendly and a lot of fun to shoot with. And yep. uh I like to brag that I'm friends with someone over at Federal. And besides the world capital of Halloween, it keeps Anoka on the map. <laughs> I always thought it was cool when I first moved here driving around and you see the separate buildings, you know, yeah. where they store ammo. And I was so Gunpowder. curious yeah. as to why. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're like, why is there a huge football field yeah. and 50 buildings that are – I'm like, that must be – It looks like an old Civil War training facility. Yeah, so uh, that must be from you know World War II. I don't even is it still there? I don't even know. Yeah, they're still there. Well, I I know that because the the deer that are in, are in Federal's fenced in area. We should ask Brian about that if we can get on one of those hunts because there's some huge bucks. Over I will. There. I will in some private. Um, I know that they were talking about building the Viking Stadium over there for a while, weren't they? Was that the same place? I didn't hear that. Oh, I know that when the new Viking Stadium was. Um, I heard Blaine. I, I see. I heard New Brighton like the old grounds where that was. But I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Oh, I'm talking about in Anoka. Oh no, no. I'm talking about there. They had a factory in New Brighton. Oh, yes, area. the Vikings were looking over there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I'm sure. not an idiot. No, you're not an idiot. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you missed it. Uh, Brian uh, gave you a quick shout out. I, I heard. Yeah, it right. you sit here the whole show. You got up and then he's like, <laughs> "Give a shout out to Brandon because I used to be a board up too," which is uh, very cool. I appreciate. It. I did hear it. Oh, okay, yeah. you did. Cool. Yeah. I, I went to tell him in the, the break, break room right here, and all yeah. of a sudden he, he ran into me like, watch out, Cause I'm I trying to get it. to yeah. the mic. I was like, I'm going to the mic. You can't have one minute off, Brandon, because <laughs> the second know. you get up, we'll give you and a And the thing out. that sucks is like that the radio is like, what, a minute or two minutes behind? Yeah, so, so there it's is like, a delay. Yeah, so you're trying to run it, and we're already on to a new subject. <laughs> yeah. but he gave Your me old some news, love. Brandon, as soon as you sit down, we're on something totally different. Well, it's true back next week. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think he said he was gone for three weeks, but... Um, we'll find out when he gets Wi-Fi. We, <laughs> we will. I'll probably have to pick him up from the airport. Yeah, and he's going to bring you some leftovers. <laughs> yes. I got this on day two of the cruise. <laughs> it was so good. I wanted to try That's what I love about Shrew. He loves to yes. include us. He always thinks about other people, and that's why we love him. And I don't know if he'll be back next week, but either way, we're going to have a great show. 
whoever we have on. Thank you for joining us this Sunday night. And my buddy Mark has something to say. Get outside and make some memories.